This is a graphically novel, a podcast by three brothers who like each other but love comic books. I'm Jamie. I'm Sam. I'm Josh. And on this episode, we're reviewing one of Sam's picks. Sam, what do we read and why? Why is because I've never read a Guardians of the Galaxy comic ever. And I like the movies, and I figured we'd learn it together. Have, have any of y'all read Guardians of the Galaxy? I have not. I, I, have. I knew Josh. Yeah, I, I didn't know yeah. Josh. I, re- I read and loved the 90s Guardians, which were the maybe the strangest comic book Marvel was publishing at the time. And I, re- I read this whole run by Abnett Lanning. Loved it. Okay. Well, so I was I was uninitiated, I guess, the right word. But I, I haven't read any, so I, I was just curious and wanted to share it with you guys on the show. Yeah, you got another fist pump when I saw it on the schedule. Okay. I feel me a little better about it. Yeah. No, I was just giving you a hard time about the why thing. Um, just for a little, little bit behind the curtain, um, we've got a shared Google Doc that's our schedule. And so we don't really talk about what we're picking before we put it on there. So it just kind of shows up one day. And so I saw this I'll just kind of show up on the schedule one day. And I, I was really excited about it. So I like it. Yeah. Good job. Or maybe not. We're not to the grades yet. Um, <laughs> but do you have the comicsology summary for this? Jim, not ready. Potentially, not ready. Term. I can't have it. Just give me two seconds. I was not ready. Two seconds, sure. Out of practice. We are Take out a of couple practice. weeks off. Look what happens. Yeah, sorry about that. It's not just my fault, but yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, me too. I, I got it. It's not Sam's fault. It's me and Josh. <laughs> <laughs> it was that's that's who you blame. <laughs> yeah. Usually, usually it's just me. So Sam's completely off the hook. But yeah, it was me and Josh. Eh, all right. Stuff happens. All right, so Dull. summary. Garbage. I'm reading it. Collect, uh, it says it collects Guardians of the Galaxy 1 through 6. Back-to-back Annihilation Wars have weakened the boundaries of the our universe. Dark gods and monsters are seeping through the cracks, raining horror upon many worlds. In the face of terror, who stands to defend a desperate universe? Star-Lord and his squad of butt-kickers, the modern-day Guardians of the Galaxy. That's Pretty a big... Close. It's a big, you know, 10,000-foot view. <laughs> yeah. It's better than what they had been doing. I mean, I don't, I don't know what's changed since they updated the app or whatever. It seems like the summers have been a little better. Well, this, I mean, we've some of the books we've been doing lately have been newer books. And I think they're doing a better That's job. But the older yeah. ones, I mean, so now they're just wrong. <laughs> yeah, way wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. Or they, or, or they give spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when they do that. Yeah. Too much. I don't need a character in the last issue, and they tell you who it is. You so. <laughs> need to know that. Read this mystery book where we decide, where we reveal <laughs> that this person did the murder. Exactly. We've had some that bad. Anyway, uh, creator credits for this uh, bad boy are it's written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, penciled by Paul Pelletier. Looks French. I'm not sure. If it's not, it's Pelletier or something like that. Inked by Rick Magyar, colored by Nathan Fairbairn and Guru, Guru EFX. Letters by VCs Joe Caramagna. And now it's time for the live-action Batman grades. This is our eccentric grading scale based on the men who have thus far played Batman in live-action. And that scale, from best to worst, is Bell Pattinson, Affleck, Keaton West Kilmer, and poor George Clooney. And yes, you heard the seventh name finally made the list. <laughs> No, that was my fault. That was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take full credit for that one. And once again, behind the curtains, um, we had to uh, brawl about this again a little bit. This, this whole list has been um, <laughs> fought and tussled over before the show started. And now we had to have a little one again. And so, Josh, I mean, two probably, we're going to get accused of recency bias. Like, oh, yeah, just the most recent guy in the cow, so you put him really high. But I, I felt like you guys had a really good argument for moving him above Affleck. So I just wanted you all to share that on the air. All right. Uh, the I think the point we both made was that Affleck never had to carry a full film by himself. He had uh, other main characters with uh, Justice League and then also the uh, uh, Versus movie. Yeah, the versus superman uh so he never had to do a standalone two three hour batman movie uh 
whereas Pattinson did, and he carried <laughs> his movie like he was the guy. So, you know, the fact that he done an awesome performance for three hours standalone, I think, was the justification of bumping him above Affleck. Yep. I think we all loved Affleck, though. Yeah. But, but I mean, but go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. No, I, said, I was just saying that Affleck killed it. He was one of my all time favorites, still. Yeah, it, but it's a, it's a different thing to just get to swoop in, steal a scene, and then flee. And whereas Pattinson never got to escape the camera, I mean, laser focus on him for three hours, and he and he nailed it. So, yeah, that that you you all won me over. So I just want to give you props on air for that. I, th- I think we all agreed though that Affleck does a better Bruce Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, not that Pattinson does a bad job. Just that's not my favorite version of Bruce Wayne <laughs> in this newest movie. He's He's not endearing right off. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the announcement. Did they announce just a sequel, or is it supposed to be like a trilogy or a quad? What do they call them? The four movies? I forget. Quadrilogy. Oh, I, have, I haven't heard on that one. I, I, hadn't, I hadn't looked into it too much. Yeah, I, I just it, heard the one coming. That's all I really heard. I, I I don't know if it's a trilogy or not. But if he's a, but if he's able to show over a two, three, four movie, like a lot of character growth, we see Bruce Wayne evolve and develop. I mean, that would be, I think, a really good. Um, additional like you know feather in the cap for how how good he is as a Batman, if if Bruce Wayne evolves. So yep. Anyway, we've we've <laughs> we've talked about the grades. Let's give out some grades. So Josh, what is your live action Batman grade? Well, we now officially have middle of the road. Not great, <laughs> not bad. Just right down the middle, and that's where I landed with Keaton. Uh, wasn't a bad comic. Wasn't necessarily a great comic for me. Uh. So I'm I'm putting him right in the middle. I'm I'm glad I have a middle now. Yeah, it, it is nice because there's sometimes there's books that just like you want to just there's middle of the road and we haven't been able to do that. Yeah, so, like, I've got what? some gripes with this, but I've also got some stuff I like. So I don't want to put it on the downside of the scale, but I don't necessarily think it deserves to be on the top half. So the middle, I think, is going to get used a lot. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> okay. Here's a little bit of a preface. I'm in a very different place than almost any other human on the planet. I'm a long time guardians fan. Um, there aren't a lot of us. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I mean the nineties book didn't sell very well. <laughs> that was one of the few people desperately waiting that book to come out every month. Um, one of the a handful of people that was mad that when Valentino left to help the start image. Um, but so I'm a, I'm a Homer. And then the show like major victory shows up and it's like, Oh my gosh. It's major victory. Yeah. Vance Astrovic is here, and then Starhawk shows up, and so like I'm just over the moon. And I did. I've read this whole series, and I did enjoy it. So I'm not coming at this, you know, fresh. Um, I've got a lot of history with this title, with many of these characters, and so um, basically, I'm saying I'm not objective. I'm going all the way up to Pattinson. I think it's a good book. Um, and the thing about comics are they're supposed to be entertaining, especially when you go to hero books. They're supposed to be entertaining. And I thought this was very, very entertaining. Um, the character stuff was inter- like interesting. There was some some humor in the book. There was heroic moments. The action was exciting. Um, it made me want more. And so that went, took it all the way to Pattinson for me. Okay. I, I agree with everything you said. It was a fun book. It had all kinds of action, comedy and stuff in it. But for volume one, I feel like we jumped into the middle of a series. All this stuff happened before you have to know for a lot of it to make sense to you. And since I've not read any of this stuff, I didn't know what was actually going on. So that, that really brought the grade down for me. I'm not as low as Josh. I still want Affleck. I mean, that's, that's just right above the middle road. But it, it's just a lot of stuff. I didn't understand what was going on with it. See, it's, see we have an advantage, Sam, in a, l- a little bit. We were trained when comics in the 90s. You just whatever's on the spinner rack, you grab, you read, and you just you just jump in wherever they are is where you're starting. And so like it's uh, I mean people like who have started reading comics more recently are used to grabbing graphic novels, reading a story from beginning middle end. We're used to just jumping in. People are punching each other on page one. Let's roll with it. (laughs) We'll figure out who these people are later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, we'll get into it into our our pyramid. But there were some questions I would like answered. Yeah. This, like I said, still, I still went on the plus side. I still gave it an Affleck. We will get, and that, and that is um, one of the little complaints I have. We'll, we'll get into it when we get into the pyramid. Yeah. Speaking of which, it's now time for the graphic novel pyramid, the part of the show where we evaluate the book of the week based on the three elements we believe a book nail, has to nail to be a good book. 
The first of these is story. And Josh, you have the privilege of leading off on story. All right. And I'm just going to pick right up where Sam left off on uh, kind of getting dumped <laughs> into what felt like a middle of a story. Uh, you know, being new to this part of the Marvel uh, universe, a galaxy. This is a new part of the galaxy for me. Uh, there was a lot going on. Uh, we drop into the end of what was a big event, apparently the Phalanx Forge. I yeah. thought it was Annihilation that was right before this. But they referenced both. Okay, because there was like there was the Annihilation Wave, the Phalanx Covenant. Is that what he's talking about? Yeah, I think it is. Hey, his eyeballs are moving again. We we tried to vamp a little bit. All right, just keep going, bud. All right, you got me back. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, you're picking up after a big event, uh, which I believe you guys were elaborating on for me. I appreciate that. Uh, and, and so it, it feels like there should have been a preface. There should have been like a page to kind of explain the environment we're in, like Star Lord's recouping after this big fight. You know, these were the people that were involved with the first fight. These are the new characters. Because I'm not sure who's new to the team that's a new character that's being brought in or who has fought with who in the past. Uh, so there was just a lot for this to be a team building volume one. There was a lot of the team that just everybody, I guess we're supposed to know who they are and how they all kind of fit together. Uh, so that just, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Well, I uh, think this team is supposed to be all new. There's kind of like a, a restart. So technically they didn't have Guardians of the Galaxy name till issue three or something like that. So they're supposed to be all fresh to each other. And that, that's another thing in the story. Manus used her, new powers I didn't know about uh, to kind of like help everybody nudge along to join the team. Well, I got the impression that Drax and Gamora had at least fought with Star-Lord during the previous whatever was going on. Well, I think all of these people fought in the Annihilation War. And so I, I think right. that, and he's just like, well, we got to keep this going. So let's just grab some, some of these people that were all fighting together and form a new team out of it. A small right. team. Smaller team. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, so so that was that was the biggest thing for me is just for a volume one kind of a setup or assembling a team. I get no explanation for who anybody is, you know, because I haven't read any of the previous comics to this or, or that big event. I don't know who any of these people are, and I don't really get a lot of explanations. Well, I think that's what the debrief logs were supposed to do. Give you a chance to get to know the each individual character a little bit more. It was a chance to do some humor, but also it was a way to like catch you up like these who this is who these people are this is why they're here why they think they're here um and you know and try to like in more of a, a rapid way get you pulled into the book and i don't know i, I think it worked pretty well the, the debriefs did i liked it i really did yeah 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 that was a good device uh i'll keep going with my gripes and i'll be done and you Jamie, <laughs> you can tell us why you loved it so much uh aside from the team building uh, this was a volume one. So we got the team assembled. We had a whole bunch of conflict and then team falls apart. We went through a, a whole gamut. <laughs> we basically went through what felt like a whole giant long story in one volume. We came together. We had the Universal Church of Truth. We had nowhere in the council and we had dealing with that. Then there was scrolls. Then you have major victory. Then Starhawk shows up. And then you get the big reveal that Mantis, you know, manipulated the team to get them together. and The team falls apart. It, to me, it just seemed like it was a little overwhelming for a volume one. There was just there was way too much going on in this. See, Especially that, not having the history and knowing what was going on. It was it was too much. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy is supposed to be over the top kind of people, from what I understand. That, that's how their stories are supposed to. <laughs> We've got to do some '90s Guardians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is like their norm. This is yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. It, it was too much. And it is kind of a throwback because, I mean, modern comics are, are very decompressed. Like things that would be one issue are whole graphic novels now. I mean, you go back and read like 60s Fantastic Four or, you know, 60s Spider-Man. I mean, there's a lot more story in every issue. Um, whereas modern comics are, you know, it's, it's, it's decompressed. And so there's less happening. You linger more on stuff. There's less story over more pages kind of deal. But I, I think that... <clears throat> um, I'm entertained by that. I mean, maybe it's just, it feels more like a 90s comic, but um, 
I'm entertained by like all the stuff that's going on. Um, I'm, I was never bored. Um, I, I tell you one thing I want to give them credit for. I think it's something that got dropped in their lap. Um, was that they had to do an event tie-in, like in their fourth issue. It was like, hey, guess what, guys? <laughs> Secret oh. invasion's happening. Figure something yeah. out. Right. Do a tie-in. You have to. <laughs> Editor yeah. says so. Go do it. And it made it work. It made it work for the story. The heightened the mystery of, you know, why are they on the team? What's Mantis been doing? Um, you know, what's the drama with Drax? What's going on with him? What's his deal? Um, what's Quasar about? You know, is Adam Warlock really Adam Warlock? Or what's that thing growing in the Universal Church of Truth's weird bedroom thing they had for him? But, I mean, yeah. to, to do that, a lot of those tie-ins are terrible. I mean, some of them I just skip. Um and so to, to do an event like a, an event tie-in like that for two for two issues, not just a one shot, two issues, and make it work, make it work for your current story. Like a lot of times, you just end up like, oh, this is just an intrusion. You it's just you hit pause on all your stories you're telling. You do the event, then you un, you hit you hit the pause button again and get back to what you were doing in the first place. You pretend like it never happened. They didn't do that. They, I, that's a, that's a, I think it's an impressive thing to get forced to do that. Do a good job, weave it into the story, and then not have it really interrupt your what you're doing. I thought that worked really well. Actually, uh, like story better, like you said, added to the mystery and stuff. Because I enjoy actually enjoyed the scroll tiling. I remember when the, the scroll invasion was happening, the secret wars and all that stuff. I was reading everything. Somehow or another, I missed that. <laughs> the Guardians <laughs> Galaxy when I was reading it all. But you know, saying that, I, I know Josh had a lot of nitpicks about the story. I, other than a few things like, because uh, Major Victory and the Starhawk, I was confused with how how they tied into the Guardians of Galaxy. Like I said, I, I'm not super familiar with. Your, they are the Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know that. So I'm saying the real I've ones. Never, yeah, I've never read it, so I didn't know. So now that, uh, like I said, that, that's the thing, though. If you had a little bit of, of knowledge of that, that would have made the book even better. Saying that, hey, yeah, because I mean, he, he did say they're from the future or whatever, and they were called Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, I just thought when it was I've, like a alternate universe. I didn't think it was that, that one or whatever. When I read this for the first time, and I saw Major Victory in the Ice, I'm like, it's like, it's full circle. He wanted to be Captain America. Now he's doing the whole Captain America frozen and ice unfrozen thing. Like, I, I, I mean, I was 12 years old again. I liked it. I mean, I, yeah. I really did. I, I enjoyed that part. I'm saying that. But uh, other other than that one little nitpick, I did enjoy it all. Like you said, I liked the uh, debrief logs. I really enjoyed the, those like little snapshots of those people talking about their missions and stuff. That that was really interesting to add to the story. And then the scroll tie-in, I, I liked that. I thought that was really interesting. Like you said, it added to the mystery of who's who and all that stuff. So I thought it was a really good story. I didn't think this was the week in the, in the pyramid. I didn't either. I thought there was a lot yeah. of really uh, good craft going on, like the debrief log. Yeah. That's a, that's something that every writer would think of to do yeah. to help the story, to handle a, an event tie-in being forced on you like that, to have a, a, a cast of characters this big with so little history with each other all thrown together and make it work. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that like happens in these first six issues that they handle and just do a really good job at. They have a high degree of difficulty on them. So right. I thought it was a really strong core in the pyramid. Yeah, and that's that's why I'm keen. That's why I'm middle of the road. I didn't ding it down to the bottom half of the scale because I fully understand if I knew who these characters were, like if I was a avid reader of Guardians of the Galaxy and I knew the team dynamics of basically who the characters were, it wouldn't have been as bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, when you know who, you know, Quasar is, that's the first time I've ever encountered Quasar. You know, there was a lot of characters that I've never came across before. Like, I didn't know them at all. So I've got these people, I'm trying to figure out who they are, and then they're getting dogpiled on, you know, just problem on top of problem on top of problem. It was just a lot to try to digest, I think, for me. See, I read Donnie's Quasar, too. So it was kind of cool to see a new Quasar. Yeah, it was entertaining, though. I mean... (laughs) Was a weirdo when you was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> when I was a kid, thanks yeah. for saying it ended. <laughs> you got good a little bit. <laughs> and I, I do want to give him props for weaving in a lot of the old guardians. Just just some tip of the caps and some nods. You know, having major victory show up and kind of kind of sort of be on the team. Um, Starhawk. This is not the Starhawk from the nineties though. There's he's like a different character here. But just having them show up, kind of a nod to a you know. Where this where this title was coming from? I thought that was kind of a cool touch. Ready to move on? Ready. All right, Art. Um, I think this is probably gonna be 
a nitpick for some of you guys on some of this. But I, I liked it for the most part. The only thing I didn't like is I thought it was unfortunate the way they depicted Gamora. I thought her, her costume was pretty unfortunate. Um, they give her a lot more clothes later on. Um, this was very over-sexualized, the way they were posing her. Every angle that they drew her at was... <laughs> pretty much all well, female in this one. Starhawk, when she comes back, you know, yeah. as female, yeah. is... That's what I had. One of my notes was the female characters are posed too much. Like they're, they're never just naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I think she's supposed to be younger. Cause I don't, I don't think they pose her as quite, quite as badly except right. the logo is in an unfortunate spot. But, um, <laughs> like, Hey, I guess we know what you're doing. Noticed. Yeah. Off it. Um, but other than that, I thought it was really solid. I thought especially the sci-fi stuff was really good. Like the way they drew the Cardinals, the way the Universal Church of Trees ships looked. I thought, it, I thought the sci-fi stuff, sci-fi stuff looked really good. Um, I thought the action flowed really well. It was very clear what was going on. It was busy, but it was clear at the same time. I was never wondering, like, who was punching who. You know, I thought they were all over, you know, kind of thing. We were never wondering what was going on. It was very clear. Um, I thought the action um, was really exciting. It wasn't just clear. It was exciting. Um I, there was a few times though when I thought the faces got kind of cartoony, like Saturday morning cartoony, and it was kind of like. Mm. <laughs> Star Lord was the worst, I think. Yeah. His, Mantis him and his terror face. Mantis was bad. Changed, she changed a lot. Changed though. a lot. Yeah. yeah. See, Mantis but, is a seventies character, so I, I don't have as much history with her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we read her in the, the Vision. Yeah. Well, she was um, an Avengers character. I think, uh, was that Englehart Gerber? I don't remember. But she was a Celestial Madonna. There was a whole, it was a whole thing. Um, I don't, I don't, never taken LSD, so I don't know if I would enjoy it as much as people did in the 70s, but. Yeah, I wouldn't enjoy it. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, yeah, we saw the wedding. That's right. We saw the wedding. The wedding. Then they like That's turned into energy in a tree or something. Yeah. Or there was some weird. Yeah, was some weird. yeah that's what I'm saying. The Vision and Scarlet Witch, the one we done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sam, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's why the other, like, boing, light bulb for a minute there. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so, uh, I really had only a few nitpicks, and Jamie covered most of them. It was, like, cartoony faces every now and then, the hairs and all that. But I really enjoyed some of these character designs, like the, the Drax character design. You can see that's drawn straight into the movie. Uh, Star-Lord's outfit was pretty interesting. The Starhawk, when he shows up and is fighting Major Victory, I like Major Victory's uh, costume. There's a a lot of cool characters in here, uh, art-wise. I really really enjoyed it. Even the aliens, they're all different. Oh, yeah. When they're they're in nowhere, you know, Cosmo the dog was amazing. I thought that was awesome. Him and his little uh, bite thing he had on. I forget what that's called now. Bite shield thing. Yeah. I think it was just his helmet from his cosmonaut spacesuit, wouldn't it? Well, sometimes it looked like it was the, the thing you put it, on your dog. It did. They would do it and make it look like it was the little dog. The cone of shame. Yeah. What yeah. we always <laughs> call it. Yeah, the cone. Yeah. Cone <laughs> of shame. Yeah. So, yeah, so but I, I enjoyed it. All, all the space stuff. It was amazing. So. And the color, the color work was really good, too. I yeah. forgot to mention that. Ah, you took my only note nobody had mentioned yet. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <John. laughs> I had one thing to add. Uh, no, I, I thought this was a good style for this story because the Guardians, I mean, they're they're kind of funny. So a little bit of cartoony stuff, it doesn't bother me too much for this kind of story. I think it I think it matches well. Uh, and, I, and I wanted to highlight the color because I thought the color was really good. Uh, and then uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because I was going to about the female characters. Uh, it's a little gratuitous with Gamora. I mean, more it's, especially it's over the top. It's it's yeah. too much, uh, you know, and then, yeah, just all the females having to pose. Uh, it, I, I wasn't a fan of it. Well, the worst, then, page, <clears throat> the worst page is that when they were trying to check the monitors, I figure what was happening inside nowhere when it was locked down. So you've got Star-Lord and like in I think Rocket were together on one looking at panels. You're showing them like from behind their faces, looking over their heads to look at the thing. So I see the back of their heads. They go a different panel to panel. Gamora's panel is a medium shot. Like directed, and she's got her back to the camera. It's like a close-up, you know, close-ish up shot of her bottom. I mean, that's all it is. It's yeah, just we, a chance to do a butt shot. I mean, why? Every other character is treated differently. 
Yeah. I was annoyed. Sorry. The uh, the other thing I wanted to mention too was the character designs. Uh, besides Gamora, and on it, I'm going to be honest here. This might be an unpopular opinion. I didn't like Star Lord's design in this. I didn't like his. Cool. I didn't like the, the costume hat, or the look. The costume. Okay. I, the the way his helmet looked like almost like an old captain's hat where it kind of has a peak off the front and the yeah. back. It was, I, I did not like that. I like the, I like, I like the MCU version better. I like the rounded actual helmet shape better. I think that was the thing that was getting me was his hat. Didn't care for it. He didn't, he didn't have it on much. He, he didn't. But when he did, I couldn't stop looking at it. It just, for some reason, it's one of those things I just focused on. And I was like, there's that stupid hat again. Every time I, I saw it. I didn't think it was kind of cool. They had kind of a uniform. Like Gamora refused for it. I was like, yeah. I, my, my little two straps of cloth. I'll have them like the right colors. Right. Was like, hey, I'll right. wear the pants. Yeah. <laughs> Not putting a shirt on this thing. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But, it was, but Rocket wore it. Tell Rocket, yeah. the complete, you know, nonconformist. Like, hey, I'll wear your uniform. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And Groot, Groot had it on for a little bit, too. <laughs> and Mantis wears the shirt, not the pants. It's They're all over the place. Uh, yeah, I, I was entertained by that. Yeah, and then the uh, the only other... Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out, and uh, it's may, maybe just me being negative Nancy again, I thought that some of the panels were too busy. I kept... Like the story, there was just a lot going on with the story. I thought some of the art was there was just a little bit too much going on, especially when they're fighting the uh, uh, Universal Church of Truth in issue one. There's just a lot going on there. You know, this is I'm trying to learn names. I'm trying to read these debriefs and see what powers these people have. And then I go to an action scene and there's like a whole bunch going on and I don't recognize the characters yet. Again, it was just a little busy sometimes, uh, you know, by issue two or three i kind of settled in i didn't i didn't notice myself finding that uh being too busy anymore but i think issue one maybe it was just my first read through it, there was a lot going on in some of the panels maybe but it was even when i think even it was but busy, it, wasn't, it was clear it, it, it was uh, i think we've read some stuff where there's like mobs of people and there's just random arms and legs and there's just like there's it's too much you can't even tell if there's human shapes in there it's just random limbs uh this was always clear i just sometimes felt like there was a lot to focus on especially when i'm trying to learn learn the characters and stuff and i you know just a small grab i mean that's just me probably being nitpicky not you no <laughs> but it's so good good solid art though Sorry, I agree. So, solid, not 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 elite, not you know super special, just really solid. Someone's pretty special, I think. Yeah. Like the burn up Gamora's looks like a mummy, with glowing red eyes. That's pretty good. That was pretty good. I mean, I, I, and I do like that she wasn't healed up by the very next issue. Like it was a process. I thought that was a pretty nice touch. Yeah. Can you turn She's that like, camera off? What a way to see me like this. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to characters. Sam, what you got? So, unfortunately, this is mine. And this is, the, I think, the weakest part of the pyramid. And it's because it's you have to go in knowing who these people are. Like like we just talked about earlier in the story mode, like the Major Victory, Starhawk, all those original characters that I had no clue. I mean, there's no reference to it. And then on top of that, there's just a whole bunch of characters. You just have to know who they are. There's not really no building on, on their characters. I think the only person that really kind of evolved was Mantis, where she was working with Peter to get people uh, to join the team. And then she's like, you can't let this happen. And she felt bad. She's like, tell him, what's going to happen. But she kind of done it, I don't know if it was against her will or whatever, but her better wishes to do that to the people. She's like, she knew it was going to happen. So I, I think, I mean, I have a hard time picking a good character. I mean, not a good character, but like a good character arc. Out of all these people, yeah, Jamie, yeah. I, I don't know that I agree. I, I mean, this is, this is a big team, and so um, it's it's tough to do a new series with. I mean, a lot of these are feel like new characters. I mean, some of these are obscure characters too. I mean, Groot was ba- I mean, Groot was like a '50s horror story um, that they updated. Rocket was from the early '80s that, that we were they were doing those weird animal characters. I think I think it was one of the Spider Ham 
type type thing like that era when they're making the animal yeah. characters um and then like the couple guys from the ni- 90s you know guardians book that nobody yeah. read <laughs> star lord was a 70s sci-fi you know character yeah. and so i just kind of threw them all together um but i think these are these are pretty obscure characters and so like we weren't supposed to have a, a whole lot of knowledge going in we were supposed to, uh, i think this was supposed to be a long game so it's to be a, yeah. this is a, a long sort of because none of things resolved with this team like they break up at the end but it's not the end of the series you know um so and the I whole just star lord off the end basically <laughs> the man has got booted yeah but i thought they did a pretty good job with you know a very you know very limited space a lot of characters a lot of new characters a lot of obscure characters i thought the the debriefs help with that the debriefs them, is the only thing really yeah um and I thought I thought they did a pretty good job of like over the six issues, almost everybody got to have a moment. You know, Gamora got to save the day um, during the yeah. weird inside out planet thing, um, and like Drax doing his you know John McClane you know in nowhere thing. I mean, everybody kind of got to have their moment. Um, so I thought, I thought it was handled pretty well. They do a lot with a little, like even Cosmo. I mean, Cosmo's got very little panel time. I think we've all mentioned him how much we liked him already. Yeah. Um, I mean, they do a, they do a good job. Uh, Abnett Landing do making the most of what panel time they had. I agree with that. Like I said, there's just so many it would be hard to single one out. That's, that was my my thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't, the, I don't uh, think it's the strongest corner, but I don't, I don't. I think for what they had to do, what they were what they were working with, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, they uh, they really sometimes you know writers will pick a character that you can tell they're more fond of than others, and they'll just maybe not intentionally, but they end up getting more panel time or they get better dialogue or they get to have more moments. And I think they did a pretty good job spreading it out, spreading the love out. I don't, I don't think there was any one character that we got more time with, or that was kind of unintentionally the main character. Uh, it was spread around. Uh, and and I'll, I'll bring it back up. I mentioned it in a story. I wish we could have got some explanations of who these people are. You know, a major victory shows up, Jamie. You was like, you're doing the fist pump. I just saw Captain America's shield in the ice. I'm like, what's Cap doing? Like, I was, I was not ready for major victory because I had no idea who that was uh, until. Well, well, I think the thing that helped with that was that he didn't know who he was either. And so, like, yeah. we got to. So, I think we were going to be figuring out who major victory was, along with major victory figuring out who he was. And so, I think setting it up as a mystery, like. I mean, there's no, there's, you don't need any knowledge here. Major Victory has none either. And bringing Starhawk back and having him be a mystery. Like, what's he doing? Why is he all weird? Why is he different than he was before? So even when they brought these old characters in, they, you didn't need to know anything because they didn't know either they didn't know anything or they were the mystery. And so I think that as far as bringing those legacy characters back in, it was the best way you could do it. Okay. I like it. Kind of changed me a bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't know who Major Victory is. Neither is Major Victory. <laughs> so it's okay. There's that. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. on the same page. Yeah. And then the, the one other thing I was going to point out is, Sam, you said none of the characters really got an arc. And they did. And there wasn't any one person where you can kind of say, well, they, they had a drastic change. But I think the team itself kind of went through an arc. We saw them kind of struggle to figure out how to work together. We saw the tension. And then towards the end, we see Quasar is willing to go out and risk her neck to try to help Drax. Everybody's like, oh, he may be a scroll and he's kind of on his own. But she goes out to help. Gamora encourages her. You know, Adam Warlock's trying to talk to uh, Star-Lord about how they're caving to the Council of Nowhere. And he's like, you know, we're not supposed to have oversight essentially we don't answer anybody so you get a lot of the friction with the team you see them trying to come together so i think this the character arc was the team itself not necessarily in any one individual and i thought that 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 they done a good job with that i agree i agree with that too yeah yeah little little bro made a good point yeah now i'm done for the day (laughs) (laughs) what is the I had one good idea. Smart thing all day. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Y'all give us more words. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Josh, what was your base cover? Getting to it here. It's on page 30. uh, New comicsology makes it hard on you. Issue two. It's Rocket Group Cap Shield. Same one I got. 
I have yep. that one as well. I, That's a good one. I, well, we didn't get Groot in the issue, so I kind of bummed about that. And I think Rocket's hair kind of looks like uh, the Grinch movie with Jim Carrey. Like, I'm not a super fan of his hair, but I just think the concept of the shield and the colors and Rocket's gun, I, I thought it was, it was the, when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's awesome. You know, it doesn't have any place in this book because Groot's in a pot the whole time, but it's, it was the best one. See, I, I picked that too, but I wasn't surprised being a homer just because it's a major victory shield on there or not. So. Oh, it's actually a really good one. Yeah. I, I love, I love how scary Groot looks. Yeah. I like that version of Groot. Yeah. Uh, and I'm one of detours from the awards real quick. You've said several times now. Is that not Captain America's shield? It is, but it's from the oh, what was the what century are they in? Um, they recover it in like the 30th century or something. Okay. And Major Victory earns the right to carry the shield, and he goes okay. back in time to meet Captain America, and Captain America says he's worthy of carrying the shield, and it becomes Major Victory's shield at that point. Okay. Gotcha. I just because I was calling it Cat Shield the entire time in my head, and we've been talking. Yeah. I wanted to make sure I wasn't. Uh, well, I'm I'm kind of defensive because Major Victory is one of my favorite comic characters, and okay. nobody's ever heard of him. And so he's earned the right for that to be his shield. Even Cap even said so. So it's Major uh, Victory Shield now. Fair enough, and I'll roll with that. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't saying something dumb. The, tw- the twelve-year-old nerd Jamie is very defensive <laughs> about that. All right. <laughs> uh, so since we all agreed on that one being really good. Uh, I think issue three was really close to taking it. That's one with Starhawk on it, page fifty-two. That was my backup. That was yep, my backup. I, I agree. That is also the next best. <laughs> I like that one a whole bunch. I almost made I that. I do one. like this version of Starhawk. Yeah. Yeah. The I like how the uh, Starhawk the focus he's so clear, but then the background of going through like a wormhole or something, like he's yeah. doing like a hyper space jump or something. Yeah. It's really cool. Okay, anybody, anybody have a variant they wanted to highlight? Nope. <laughs> Go ahead, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> On page one twenty one, I'm I'm gonna go with <laughs> the apes variant for issue five, and one of the strangest things ever. It's got a single variant cover for the whole series. It is for issue five. Issue one had no variants. Issue five had a variant. How strange is that? And it's an eight variant. And it's at the end of issue five before issue <laughs> six. It was even a weird place to put it in the book. Like you didn't just throw it in the back or something. I mean, it is pretty cool. Uh, Nick Klein did a good job on the eight variant cover, but I just wanted to point out how weird that was. <laughs> that was the only reason yep. I bring it up. That was the only one. <laughs> we all agree. That's so weird. Issue five gets a variant. <laughs> All right. Uh, best, best character. Uh, for me, this was the hardest award to give out because everything was so evenly spread out among the main characters. So I'm just going to be a homer and go with Major Victory just because I love the guy. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. It's like a 14 weight high. It's <laughs> as good as any other answer. Yeah. And I went, I went with Drax just because I like some of the stuff he done in the story. Yeah, Drax McLean was really entertaining. Yeah, I did. I enjoyed that part. Yeah, I, I should have said Yippee ki at some point. When he was hanging on a ceiling and he dropped down on those so council exactly houses. About, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Attack them before they attack me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh. Uh, I was going to cheat and just say the Guardians of the Galaxy team, like the cord, <laughs> six or seven of them, however there was, like just the team itself. But uh, now if I'm going to pick one, I'm going to go with Rocket. I always got a yeah. chuckle out of Rocket. He he was always saying something fun. Uh, yeah. You know, he's kind of snarky and smart. And, you know, he got he got hung up on when he heard Guardians of the Galaxy for the first time. You know, there was like five panels straight. He just kept saying, but that's our name, right? That's, <laughs> but we're going to go with Guardians, right? <laughs> and, and I... I that that whole little scene there made me laugh, so I'm going rocket. Yeah, I, I did like that, and I liked Cosmo. I seemed to go with Cosmo too. Yeah, and just Starhawk like showing Cosmo. up all bad. I mean, I mean, there's a lot. I mean, it was like a really was like a ten way tie. I was like, yeah. ah, maybe maybe Starhawk. I like Starhawk. Gamora had some really really great moments. She like, yeah, I'll just be to sacrifice yourself. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, that a was a great one. moment. Yeah, I almost picked her for that one. Yep. All right, uh, Sam. What was your base panel? Page thirty-eight, 
It's Major's Victory. Uh, oh, panel, right? Not bad. So, yeah, it's page 38, but I forgot what panel I'm Page 38 with everybody. We'll figure it out together. <laughs> I'm going to say it's the last panel where he's catching the shield on the rebound. Yeah, I think it's the one I picked. Yeah. That sounds good. We'll go on with that. <laughs> we could almost, for uh, our extra awards, yeah. with best sound effect. There's a lot of yeah. old school type sound effects in this one. Yeah. yeah so that is one I picked. That is, a, that is a. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, because you just see that the shield frozen in the ice, and then you see it. You know, cutting a tentacle off, and then it bounces, and you just see the fist catching it. And it's that was really cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, Josh. So we're going to keep the same theme. We're going to roll back to page twenty-nine. And for me, it was what's Cat Shield doing, frozen in ice. <laughs> I almost so picked that one. Panel four. Yeah, it's just the yep. the shield still un unthawed. Uh, yeah, I just saw that, and I was so confused because I had. Zero yeah. awareness that Major Victory was a person and that he had that shield. So seeing that, I was my mind was like Captain America. Like I'm, I'm in yeah. for a roller coaster here. <laughs> when I was when this issue came out, I was practically fanning myself with the vapors. Like Major <laughs> Victory's coming back. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All What's funny because like that, that panel and then on that panel says I don't want any nasty surprises. And there's caps. Shield uh, frozen in ice. I'm like, yeah, there's going to be yeah. some surprises. <laughs> well, I'm the only one that didn't go major victory on this one. I'm going to go with page 97. <clears throat> Sorry about the uh, allergy voice I've got going on this week. Um, but I'm going to go 90. It's almost, it's almost a full page, so it's a little bit of cheating. But I don't think y'all going to mind a whole lot. It's 97.3. It's Drax just looking so tough. I mean, that yes. belongs in an 80s act. He should be going to go and fight the Predator or something. I mean, he looks, yeah. <laughs> you know, super tough there. Yeah. Lie, that name is just stuck with me. Yeah. It is a full page with just two panels laid over top of it. But it's a good panel. <laughs> it's a really big panel. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Josh. Uh, what's your best dialogue, Josh? Okay. I picked a Star-Lord, uh, something that just, it made me grin. And there was a lot of, a lot of I think, uh, options for best dialogue. So I just went with the first one I came across that really got me. Uh, it's on page 48, it's panel two. It's Star-Lord talking to uh, Adam Warlock. And it's when they're talking about uh, major victory. And uh, Star-Lord says, I don't know whether to feel sorry for the guy or be totally terrified. And Adam says, can't you do both at once? Star Lord says, "Not without straining something I'm fond of." <laughs> it got—I don't know—it got me. I don't know why that one of all of them, but that one made me chuckle. And then right next to it is that unfortunate Gamora panel where she's posing for a '80s swimsuit calendar. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know why they're shaded the '80s. That's still a thing that happens. Um, <laughs> Uh, my best dialogue is on page seventy, and it's a really it's a it's a small piece of dialogue, but it's a really big moment. And just and I think it's the way that Drax delivers the line that does it. And so it's on it's in panel four, and uh, more than once they've referred to Kamora as the deadliest woman in the galaxy, and um and so she's she's running into this big solar stuff that's about to kill her, um or could kill her, um. I'm on the wrong page. That's like what it's page I'm saying. It's I wrote it down wrong. I'm sorry. Panel four. It's, yeah. it's the middle of the page, and Drax just looks so proud of her. But he says, she can do it. She's Gamora, deadliest woman in the whole Dast galaxy. Yeah. I just, the, the pride, you know, there's the, the team pride is starting to show up. You know, I just, it was a really kind of like, you know, just a cool moment. Yeah. I, lo- I looked for that one. That was a good one. Yeah. I, I've got two. All right, we're going to go with page 141 because it made me laugh. We'll get there together. So this is after, yeah, the new comics college app doesn't help with that, does it? No. So this is after Drax killed everybody. Made me laugh. Because your pet thug Drax killed everyone on this station. And then Star Wars like, come on, it wore off, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I almost picked that one too. Like, he killed everybody. <laughs> it wore off. It wore off. <laughs> 
was the um there was a, a rocket one in a debrief that I almost picked, and I have no idea what page it was on, so I'm not going to do that. That's that the other one. Let me read it. Yeah, go ahead. It's on page 65. I think it's the one you're talking about. Yeah, we're going to oh. blow through our time allotment anyway. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I'm already way behind it. So it's it's uh uh right after the church's fight, it says uh, Drax is talking to group, not group, rocket. It says, sure, I said. Destroying always works for me, but but that's Warlock. Warlock's the one who's usually magic nukes these uh, guys, and the Warlock doesn't didn't look like he was up to the job. He looked about as dead as his hairstyle. It's probably about then that I asked the furry little freak how many bombs he had, and then Rocket's like, and I I told Mean Green straight. I said plenty, but not enough to bring this curtain down. And then then Pete came up with his plan, and would have been great. A great plan too, you know, except for this one wincy, unforeseen factor. I was like, about the bombs. Read it terribly. Sorry, that wasn't the that one. Was but Rocket had a lot of good. De- he had the he had the best debriefs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I was like, uh, what you got? <laughs> That's why I'm doing the divide and conquer. So I went best character for Rocket. And I had to pick a <laughs> dialogue from somebody else. That's why I went with the quill. <laughs> All right, well, my best four-page spread comes early on. Um, it's in, on page 50. And it's when the Cardinals show up to fight the Guardians. That's a good one. Yeah, I, lo- I love the character design on the car- on the Cardinals. Um, I'm not Roman Catholic, or I might be offended by the way they have <laughs> designed the Universal Church of Truth here. Um, but yeah, so Catholics may not have loved <laughs> the Universal Truth uh, storyline here. King Arthur kind of feel to it. It does. The Cardinals do. They they look like medieval knights, but like space versions of medieval knights. Yeah. And um and just the, the guardians, you know, just the way they're looking up at them. I mean, it's just an intimidating thing. I just it's a really cool full page spread. Yeah. I kept getting a uh, ring race feel from their helmets and stuff. The way you can't see their faces, they're just like a faceless suit. Yep. It's really cool. All right. Same. What's your baseball page spread? Page thirty nine. Major victory emerging out of the ice. I don't know why both his with my panels and page. But I was shocked it wasn't actually Captain America. <laughs> Still like, Cap's got a weird costume on. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with Cap? Is he sick? That was a good one. It's cool. I, I, I like that y'all are picking major victory stuff. Yeah. Makes me I happy. Like <laughs> Yeah, well, there was a lot of options, and I didn't think anybody was going to pick mine, but somebody did on page 50, the Cardinals. Uh-huh. Those dudes are tough. Yeah. Even though that's got this stupid Star-Lord helmet. <laughs> I hate a, that helmet. It's a 1920s uh, police officer. like, like it, the It's what it looks like. Officer. Yeah. Yeah, like he should be in – he's hunting Jack the Ripper or something with his baton. Like, it just yeah. – it's not I think a good he doesn't look. wear it a lot. I mean, he doesn't. Yeah. I, I dug it. I don't know why I dug, I dug the whole outfit. I, I don't hate outfit it the fine. way Josh does, but I, I think he looks better without it. Yeah. All right. Last award this week is best. That would be cool if it happened in Guardians 3. Sam, did you find anything? So there was a couple of things, but what I wanted to highlight was Cosmo being the head of security <laughs> in nowhere and, having, and actually getting the see his character and what his powers are and stuff because because like in the first Guardians that shows rocket walking by and they're grounding each other or whatever so i already started that little tension they have in the comics so i think it'd be cool to, to develop that more in, in the next movie that was my rocket line i was tempted by when rocket was no, saying much he didn't like cosmo he's like I, so, I, talking pets man i just can't deal with it you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah at one point somebody said why don't you like cosmo he's like i don't know i feel like he's gonna chase me up a tree or something <laughs> Yeah, I, I just want to see that in the movies. Yeah. I thought that'd be pretty interesting to see. All right, Josh, what do you have? Well, divide and conquer. I had to get Cosmo somewhere, so I, I even went more generic than you, Sam. I just Cosmo the talking dog. We need him in. I don't care if he's head of security or what. We just we need him, yeah. the Russian cosmonaut dog. <laughs> that nobody knows book. how he learned how to talk. Nobody knows where he got his powers. We just we need Cosmo. I need about a 15 to 20 minute story arc in Guardians 3 where you have Drax McClain trapped in space Nakatomi Tower. <laughs> yeah. 
I can't be an Aliens 2 feel. Alien yeah. 2. Yeah, I, I don't need it for a whole movie though. Just like a little like chunk of the story. Like yeah. we can we can we can jump in and out of Drax being loose, tearing up Jack, you know, <laughs> in space Nokatomi. You know, we just it doesn't have to be the whole movie. Just yeah. a little bit. Barefoot I, don't, broken I don't know if it's better or worse with Dave Bautista Drax and not this comic <laughs> version of Drax. It might even be funnier. Yeah. I think it'd be funnier with Dave Bautista. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be so over the top. Nothing goes over my head. <laughs> All right, you want to cast this thing? Yep. At least one of us does. Yeah, I don't love my cast either. Um, we might make our time limit, our time goal, if we go as fast as me and Josh apparently want to. Uh, so, Josh, who is your Star Lord? Uh, Chris Pine. Ooh, that's a good one. That's real good. Yeah. He kind of does his Captain Kirk a little bit, but I like to see the yeah. comedy here because Chris Pine can do comedy. He can be funny. So I think he would bring a good when it's time to be serious and do some Star-Lord stuff. He could. But when he's got to be goofy Peter Quill, I think he can do that, too. That's really good. Um, you already you already hit me. This is going to be Sam now. I'm going to go Channing Tatum. Kind of looks like he belongs in a superhero story, but he's also got a sense of humor about himself that doesn't take himself too seriously. It's like kind of what you need for Star-Lord. Yeah. Yeah. See that? All right. Well, you know, when I wrote my cast, I was really proud of my pick. And then I got thinking about it. <clears throat> I, I I picked Rocket as Star Lord. <laughs> Bradley Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> and I left it anyways. It's like, you know what? I still think Bradley Cooper would be a good Star Lord. I can see him doing it. He's got the right type, you know, body build yeah. and all that stuff. Dude. Yeah. He's a pretty funny guy. Yeah. He's, fun- oh, he's funny guy. I've no. seen his stuff. I'll claim the win on that, but Sam, that's a good second. It is a good second. You know, it's, it's funny. Like after I got enough, my, my whole cast, I look. I was like, man, that's that's Rocket. <laughs> my bad. And, it, and if we're recasting people from Marvel, I think Jeremy Renner would be a pretty good Star Lord. More more yeah. this version than the ones from the James Gunn movies. But I think yeah. this version of Star Lord, I think Renner would do a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so for um, Adam Warlock, I'm up first. So Warlock doesn't say a lot. It's more like being imposing and serious looking. So I'm going to go with Alexander Skarsgård from Tarzan, the Northman. I mean, just kind of may have to give him a die job. I mean, pretty consistently blonde and all the comics, but um, just kind of looks the part. The physicality of it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, I went with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Just wanted to, Kind of, man, gotta give him some credit. I think he could do good. He does the not intimidating, but like the serious, like kind of crazy eyes, pretty good. I see him arguing with Bradley Cooper, Star Lord. Okay. Nah. I know that he, he's a, he's a good actor. I'm not criticizing his acting abilities, but there's something about him I just I have trouble like being intimidated by. Yeah. Well, you watch Donnie Darko first. So. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, yeah, the day for tomorrow. Yeah, I, I like Jake there. Gyllenhaal. I don't know that he's right for Warlock. I, yeah. If right. if that ever happened, he may surprise us and it'd be awesome. I mean, he he is really good. So I'm not going to I'm not going to poo poo on it because it, a sparkly it could be vampire good. just jumped to number two on our Batman scale. So like yeah. that really can, has made me corners. be yeah, that's made me be way more accepting of cast <laughs> picks for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so well, hopefully I'll get a little bit of forgiveness on this one. Uh, for my Adam Warlock, um, time machining Brad Pitt right off the set of Troy. He's got the hair. He's in superhero shape. You know, he can do intense. And oh, yeah. Now, honestly, the dude is, I mean, he's not Paul Rudd levels, but he's aging really well. He could probably do it right now. We, if you wanted to have a more mature, kind of wise Adam Warlock, yeah, do it now. But I just, for some reason, I think it was the hair, Adam Warlock's hair. I just kept thinking Brad Pitt from Troy. You know, he had that kind of look. Uh, I still I think, think one. I don't know about that. I think Josh may have stolen that one, too. Well, hey, I'm, hey, Josh. I, I'm out of budget now. I did Chris Pine. <laughs> 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 That's the only two people in my movie now. All right, Sam, you're up first on uh, Drax. And since Bautista's out of the way, I think we may all say them the same person. Uh, Dwayne Johnson? No. All right, no. Dwayne Johnson. 
He was the other one. I there was two people I considered, and he was the other one. Yeah. Uh, I wanted I wanted to say Dwayne Johnson, but I thought that was too on the nose. <laughs> I thought we were all going to pick that. Uh, so I'm going with uh, Jamin Hansu. He was in the Star Lords. He played the one bounty hunter early on. Yeah. He's a big dude. He can do intimidating. It's also, Drax Spock at the end of the first movie, right? Pulled a thing off his thing off his head. That you're talking about? It was yeah. the guy that was chasing Star Lord that caught him in the yeah. first. Wasn't morning. he in Captain Marvel too? Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, he's been in a lot of Marvel. We're rolling him. I think he played this. No, that wasn't the same character, was it? He was playing a um. Oh my gosh, a Kree soldier. Yeah. Yeah, he was playing a Kree soldier. Yeah. That's. Well, apparently he likes Marvel. Let's throw him straight into <laughs> And they like him. Yeah. He, he likes the Guardians. He is a good actor, though. I like him. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Wayne's better. All right, I'm winning this one. Maybe. I'm going I'm going Momoa. Oh, yeah. Jason Momoa. I mean, it's it's a shame my, I know it, it's, you know, he doesn't like, apparently he doesn't want to do it, but um, he, he, I think he has shown these, he's an actual actor. He's not just a big guy. He's good looking and people, and, and is likable. He can actually act. And so I think, you know, he does. I mean, he's goofy. A lot of, he, he's he's one of those guys that doesn't take himself too seriously, too. But when it's when it's time to be intimidating, he really pulls that off. And so, yeah. like, he, him doing Drax McClane, I could absolutely see Momoa doing that and being scared. It's hard to see picture Drax with a beard and long hair, though. <laughs> he was. I mean, he didn't have a beard in Dune. He did. Did he? And what what did I see him in where he didn't have a beard? I saw him something where he didn't have a beard. He, he, in Dune in the beginning, he didn't have a beard, but at the end, he had his long hair and beard where he'd been living with him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, they had them both. Yeah. Anyhow. No, yeah. That's a, that's a really good we, we gave We gave him three options if they got a recasting. So yeah. I, I think that's. I'll do good on that one. All right, Josh, who's your quasar? All right. So I was picking up what you were picking up where you said you thought she was younger not quite naive but i mean she, she seemed young uh maybe a little inexperienced uh so i went with a younger actress and i'm going with my hawk Ooh, that's another good one punk yeah, who I are can, you with you with josh yeah, <laughs> it's like you going to do your cast i had like weeks off so yes I have plenty of time even though he just crunched her up before we recorded I can either lie. confirm or divide, <laughs> deny the timeline of me reading this comic. I'm gonna lie. I did my notes during a recent Celtics game. <laughs> did my notes during timeouts and commercial breaks. <laughs> a very recent Celtics game. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Olivia Cook. Um, she played Samantha Artemis, uh, the Artemis character in Ready Player One. Oh, here you are. Yep. Yeah. I think she kind of kind of looks like her, but I think she also does that. I think she's, you know, would believably be the young, naive-ish, you know, Quasar in this in this story. She she does vulnerability well. Yeah, I've got two. Okay, y'all didn't help me at all. I want Felicity Jones. I thought she'd be pretty good at it. That's pretty good too. Man, I don't think I'm winning any of these. This is the worst I've done in a long time. I think my cast was this bad. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, major victory. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to win this one. Um, I'm going Henry Cavill. Okay. I mean, okay. Bi- big dude. Yeah. I mean, good actor. Yep. Oh yeah, that that's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's entertaining. Uh, so- in a Marvel movie. Yeah. I, I laughed because I done the same thing. I went, not with Henry Cavill, but I was <clears throat> Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> so, I thought he, he'd be good at that, too. He can be, he can be a big dude. We've seen him as Batman, I mean. And I don't think I've actually ever cast him for anything. I was like, you know what, that'd be a good spot for him. You know, we, we sing the praise of Affleck. I don't think I've ever cast him on the show, either. I don't think I've ever cast him in anything. I was like, man, and, and I had a film where we changing our grades so i was like you know what i'm at demoting but we're going to give him a role this week sorry about demoting you a little bit but here's your money <laughs> we knocked you down a peg but i'm going to throw you a bone and cast you as major victory <laughs> <I like> exactly <it. laughs> 
All right, Josh, who who you have? Well, I also pulled somebody who's played a Marvel character, and I'm going with <laughs> Kevin Durand. He played the Blob in the Wolverine movie. Yeah, he was in Legion. Blob the major victory. <laughs> well, he was in Legion as one of the other angels. He's he's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, he's a, he's a big dude. He can do intimidating. Yeah. Okay, here, here's what I wanted to do and didn't have the uh, the guts to do it. I wanted to cast Chris Evans as Major Victory. <laughs> We'd be in the suit the whole time. It'd just be entertaining. Captain America and LB Major Victory. Still wearing the shield. You should have done it. <laughs> you should have done it. I allowed it. I didn't know the backstory. Or one of us would have. I think me or Sam probably would have if we'd known the backstory of that character. All right. Then I retroactively changed mine to uh, Chris Evans then. All right. You're allowed. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sam, you're first up on our wild card. Who you got? All right. So it's been a while since I got to go first on the wild card. It's on page 117. We're going to it together. <laughs> yeah. I knew there was going to be a page. That's why I left the, 117, left the... the scroll in the middle in the background, <laughs> the girl scroll, it's going to be Emily Blunt <laughs> for her panel. You, you, you have outdone my... Um, casting Andrew Silva for the first year of the show on every episode. You've, your, your bit has, has taught mine. <laughs> I like it. It's going to keep going for a while. I almost didn't do it this time. I, I almost wanted to uh, uh, do Starhawk. But he's like, nope, i got to keep it going. We're not done with this yet. <laughs> All right, so Josh, yeah. I win. All right. All right. For my wild card, I'm casting somebody who has some speaking lines. Uh, it was the uh, Cardinal. I believe his name was Raker, the main Cardinal that was doing the fighting. Mm. Uh, I'm going with Gerard Butler. Yeah, that's a good one. He's got a good voice to be in that big suit, swinging a big sword around, screaming, I believe, every time he does something. <laughs> like he's got a good voice for that. Yeah, I can see him doing that. Yeah. He's got to believe. <laughs> okay, so for mine, now that I've um, switched my original cast around, I was torn between casting Henry Cavill as Major Victory or as Starhawk. So now that he's freed up again, I think he'd be even better as Starhawk. So I'm changing my wildcard pick to Henry Cavill as Starhawk. All right. I, I like, like it. it. So I won the wild card. I think Josh won the week, though. I think Josh did, too. It's sad, but I think that may be the first time I've ever unanimously <laughs> won the cast it section. I've had you can't, random, you can't quit now. Random characters I've won before, but to, to pull a whole weekend, uh, I'm going to have Smug I Shoulder think, patting myself yeah. on the back all evening. You got at least four out of maybe five out of six. Not bad. Yeah. Milliseconds a genius. Seconds. <laughs> All right. Well, milliseconds of genius there. You've got um you've got the next pick, bro. And you have uh, so on our Google Doc, me and Sam have about three months worth of picks on the schedule. Josh has no more picks on the schedule. Because he's a slacker and I just added him on the show. And he's refused to tell us what the next pick is. It's it's all part of the plan. We're going to surprise picks from now on. It's going to be a thing. (laughs) I'll never get to read ahead again. Nope. (laughs) I'm putting y'all on my schedule. Slider. So our surprise pick for next week is I'm doubling down on my volume twos, and we're going to go back (laughs) and revisit Once in Future, volume two, Old English. I'm not even mad about that. I didn't think you would be. I think we all enjoyed the Once in Future. Uh, I read several volumes into this. Uh, volume two is good. I do believe Jamie is showing me a physical copy of a Once in Future. Yeah, issue 25 is on the top of my two read pile right beside me. Nice. It's uh, any of uh, our listeners here that have listened to the show of volume one, I think we, all three of us, pretty much rant and raved about how much we loved once in future yep. it was such a different take on the uh, arthurian legend and uh it's going to be fun to go and see volume two of which i've already read uh there's more as art is so good there's a good cast of characters that comes in on this one uh it's yeah. fun so i think it'll be a good time well you definitely get saluted on this one sir appreciate it it's a good week for you <sighs> we're how many years in? How many shows have we done? I was bound to have one. 
170, I don't know, I'm making up a number, 170 shows later, <laughs> he's figuring this out. Better late than never. But now it's, it's all downhill from here. I've peaked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the downstroke now. Well, let's quit while we're ahead. I think we're done here, fellas. Let's do it. I Salute. think so. See ya. Good night. Goodbye, Switzerland. Switzerland.